0: Hebrews chapter 5 and uh, it is such a blessing to be with you here this evening, thank you for coming out in this, uh, this evening to hear the word of God have fellowship with each other, be obedient to the Lord and uh, Kay and I were uh, really excited uh, in Maryland uh, last week we had about 6 inches of snow and it was cold down in the teens and uh, we were really looking forward to coming here and getting some nice sun and uh, some wonderful weather, because you know Napa and uh, Anyway, uh, we, we we would, no matter how the weather is, we would enjoy every minute of being here. Of course, our, our family's here, uh, Melanie, Jonathan, and the kids. But I uh, just want to thank you uh, for your love for them. And it always does my heart good. I pray for you all the time. And it does my heart good to know that they're in a church that loves them. Amen. And I want to thank you for loving them. Thank you for treating them so well. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 5 tonight, beginning in verse 11, and just to kind of give you what's in verses 1 through 10, if I could just say it in a sentence, Paul is writing to the believers about the priestly ministry of Melchizedek. Now, the whole book of Hebrews is about Jesus being better, and he's trying to teach them. He's trying to help them to understand some spiritual truths, and he gets to verse 11. We'll read verses 11 through 14 tonight and and get some Uh, get some understanding to what meat, uh, what the milk and the meat is, all right, in the Christian life. Look at it with me in verse 11. The Bible says, Of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat." For everyone that useth milk is unskilful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of, of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Just as it is natural for a baby, an infant, I think, of Macy Kate, uh, spending time with her just the last couple days. Uh, we, I saw her uh, a few months ago, and uh, we actually, Melanie was at the house there in Maryland, and we also have uh, a newborn uh, a few months ago uh, from, my, from my son Mark and Lindsey, uh, his wife, and uh, we were putting them together, you know, and just, uh, you know, looking at these two infants. And, and uh, now here we are uh, a few months later. We're back and looking at Macy Kate, and I noticed the growth. Uh, I just really enjoyed uh, stuffing that banana, you know, I mean, little pieces, right? Uh, Just, you know, I mean, she just couldn't get enough of it, right? And uh, I know that, Lord willing, uh, maybe we'll see her uh, in March when she comes to our ladies conference. And she's one of the ones we're stealing from you. But uh, uh, she'll be bringing the baby with her as well and probably we'll see some uh, more changes. And that's the way it's supposed to be. A baby is supposed to grow. Uh, I, I, an infant is to become a toddler and a ta- toddler, an adolescent, an adolescent, a teenager, a teenager, an adult. And that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Well, in the Christian life, there's supposed to be continual growth, Amen. continual spiritual growth. And what Paul is giving to us here in these verses is the milk and the meat. And The milk and the meat are the principles of God's word that we are supposed to be devouring on a daily basis. They're supposed to be the things that we are, we're living for. I mean, uh, we have an appetite for as we, we partake of these things, we partake of God's word. Then we can just see the, the growth, the spiritual growth that should be happening in our lives. And it should be a great encouragement to you. So no matter how long you've been saved, whether you got saved last week or you've been saved for many, many years you should see spiritual growth in your life. You should be able to see how that God has brought you daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly closer to Christ's likeness, more and more in love with Him, winning souls, teaching other people how to love the Lord. You should be able to see that growth in your life. And I want to see three things tonight in these verses, uh, how milk and meat, refer, how it's referred to for us as Christians, and I think it'll help us. Number one, milk and meat, refer to the spiritual condition of the believer. The spiritual condition of the believer. Let's look at the milk here in verse 12. It says, uh, For when, for the time, ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Now the first principles there, that is referring to the milk. The the milk. That is uh, uh, something that we're supposed to get as soon as we get saved. You remember 1 Peter 2 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. In other words, when a person gets saved, right away they need to start learning the foundational truths. They need to learn the things that will help them get grounded in God's word and in the Christian life. And and that's true for doctrine and also practice. So when a person gets saved, uh, they learn assurance of salvation. They can't lose their salvation. If you could lose your salvation, it wouldn't be God's salvation, all right? So, so you're saved, and uh, you learn about the Trinity, and you learn about uh, how to, you know, what forgiveness is, how God forgave you, and how you can forgive others, and those are just foundational things. And then we learn these same uh, principles in our uh, in in our practice how we're to carry out the truths, the principles of God's word. For example, we go to church. Why? Because the Bible commands us to go to church. And all of us have a spiritual gift. When we got saved, you have at least one spiritual gift, and you're supposed to use that within the body of Christ. So we not, aren't just you know, getting saved and then getting baptized and learning that, that we're saved forever, but also we're all the time involved. Uh, church is our community. Now, I'm just going to say something here. I, I feel liberty to say it. I said it at our church just last week. And that is, there are some folks, they want to make sports their community. They want to make their school their community. They want to make something, you know, maybe their work, you know, their community. But the New Testament Christian makes the church their community. Right? That's their community. And you see, that's the spiritual thrust that we're supposed to have in, in our lives as a Christian. Now these fundamental things that we learn as soon as we start as soon as we're saved and we start learning those things just like in basketball you start with dribbling the ball. Uh, my my son Jake is teaching his uh, son our grandson Jackson now in second grade how to. Dribble the ball and also dribble with the other hand. Now, he's a lefty, so it's a little bit harder with the right hand. But he's learning. He's teaching. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean he can't shoot the ball. It doesn't mean that he can't do other things with the ball. But he's told Jackson, he said, now, listen, before you want to before you learn to really play basketball and do these, you know, fancy things and learn these other plays and all that, you need to learn just to dribble the ball, dribble the ball. Now, uh, we're not supposed to just stay at dribbling the ball. In other words, we learn the foundational truths and we, we get those things in our spiritual heart and we grow by those things. That doesn't mean that all you're going to do in the basketball game is dribble, 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 dribble. You know, eventually you've got to shoot if you're going to, you know, win. And um, it reminds me one time when uh, we had a, we played a team, our basketball team played a team where they were much better than us. I mean, we knew we were going to get stomped. We were going to get, you know, pounced on. And uh, our coach, he had this great idea. Now, this is before the thirty second. 32nd clock and all that other stuff that's out there now, but uh, he just the first quarter for eight minutes, he just had our guy dribble the ball. You know, eight minutes, you know, they just dribbled the ball. They never shot, they never, because we, you know, we got the tip off, and we went, you know, and and for eight minutes, he just dribbled, you know, and when one of their guys would come up to him, he just passed it to somebody else, and, you know, for eight minutes, and we never got anywhere. (laughs) We never scored, but hey, the good thing is, neither did they. (laughs) Now, I'm just saying that we, 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 are, we don't just stop at the fundamentals. We don't just stop at those things. Oh, good, I learned this. I'm on my way to heaven, and, I'm, and I understand these few things here, and I'm good. No, we have to continually grow, continual. And so we don't stay, uh, stay with the milk. You don't stay with those first oracles, those first principles. You grow. Now, there's no shame. Let me say this. There's no shame for drinking milk unless... unless You're supposed to be moving on. All right, let me give you an example of this, okay? Turn over to, hold your place here in Hebrews 5. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. So drinking milk is a good thing. We gotta have it. Every uh, newborn believer needs the milk. But look at verse 1 of chapter 3. Notice this: Paul writes to the believers at Corinth, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk. So he's saying here, look at this: he's saying, I fed you with milk. I've laid the foundational truths for you, you've been taught. Paul didn't just win them to Christ, he also discipled them. He stayed long enough to make sure that they knew what they were getting into and, and getting grounded in the word. And so he says, I have fed you with milk. But here's the problem. Look at verse 2. I fed you with milk and not with meat. Now watch this. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you enmity and strife and division, are ye yet not carnal and walk as men. What's the problem here? These believers are supposed to be moving on. They're supposed to be growing. We're not supposed to stay, babies. We're supposed to grow. You know, I, 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 let me just say, I, I, I know for myself that uh, I am growing and I'm learning. And sometimes, uh, even though I think I've got certain things down and uh, I, I'm happy for that, there are times the Lord reminds me, hey, you've got to go back to that fundamental <laughs> you got uh, Let me give you an example. Not, not, too, not too long ago, I was doing some door knocking, and uh, uh, there was a guy on the porch. And I started to walk up to him, and right away, he, you know, he bit my head off. Like, you know, just let me know he didn't have anything to do, what, anything to do with what I had, and uh, I broke one of the cardinal sins. Uh, I argued with him, <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, I should have just shook off the dust of my feet and walked out, but I didn't. And uh, you know, I was trying to be bold, and really, I was just being silly. And you know, the guy came after me. He came after me. I don't know if he was intoxicated or not, but he came after me. And so thankfully I could run faster than him. Uh, but, but, but what I'm saying is here is here's a time where, you know, I, I should know better. I learned that, and, but I have to go back to that. Now here's what Paul is saying to these, these people at Corinth. The reason you uh, are being divisive, the reason that you're uh, not able to receive... And, you know, Corinth had its problems, right? Okay, the reason you're not able to receive the things that I have for you is because you're 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 being carnal. You're still wanting to be treated like babies, right? There's got to be times when we 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 don't have to be coddled. Now I think there's a time when we need empathy and we need someone to come along. I understand all that, but you know uh, we we have to grow in the Lord to. And I don't want to call it being tough-skinned. I don't like that phrase. We have to get, get grow in the Lord to where we're not offended the devil will use anything to offend a believer to get them off track and what a waste. All right. And, and, and so we've got to, we've got to grow. We got to get beyond being a baby being taught that milk. We need it, but we can't stay there. So it's nothing to be ashamed of to drink the milk when it's appropriate and you're a baby and you got to grow and get those things in your spiritual arsenal. But at the same time, you don't stay there. You move on, you move on. And so Look at, Thinking of the, the milk here in the matter of the spiritual condition, uh, the milk is that fir- those first principles, those things that you and I learned uh, right as soon as we got saved. Hopefully there was somebody there to disciple us and say, you got to know this. You've got to learn this. You've got to apply this. You can't let this out. You've got to have this. All right? And so those are things that were very important. Now, he moves on to the meat. Look at verse uh, 14. He says, But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. All right. Now, again, he's talking about the principles of God's word. He's he's talking about learning and experiencing the principles of God's word. But this isn't talking about full age of being uh, uh, older in years. It's talking about maturity there, maturity. And uh, somebody like John. Uh, we won 't even turn over there for the sake of time, but John, he knew about spiritual maturity. You remember in chapter two and verse 12 and through 14, he talks about uh, little children. And then he talks about young men, and then he talks about fathers, and what he 's talking about there is the spiritual growth of a believer. He's not talking about little age children and then young men who are just, you know, you know, their 20s or 30s or uh, you fathers who have kids. No, he's talking about the spiritual maturity of people, of believers. And and understand this, that 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 uh, that that it's almost like if you could just picture with me teething. All right. A a little a little child, uh, a little infant, a little one who doesn't even have teeth yet. They're just gumming it. Right. And then, and then they get a little little older, and they get those uh, temporary teeth. I forget what they're called, uh, but uh, those temporary teeth, and eventually they're going to fall out. Well, they should eventually fall out. And then you get the permanent teeth. So you got the children, you got the young men, you got the fathers. That's the growth that's supposed to be happening. But what 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 we got to realize is that that the church needs all of them. Yes, Amen. You know, a healthy church has all of them. It's not just, you know, uh, you know, uh, we we, we've all of us been saved for 30, 40 years and we're just so mature. You know, hey, you better have some babies. Uh, You better have some newborns. You better have some that have been saved for a while and they're growing and you can see that growth. Uh, I was blessed this past year with having a a couple. I say a couple they weren't they were living together. uh, They were not married. And uh, we had uh, this couple uh, that got saved and uh, first she got saved, and then it was so sweet, uh, Kimmy got saved, and then uh, two weeks later, uh, Brian comes in, and he says, uh, I need what she had, has. And so uh, he accepted the Lord, and they had two little boys. And uh, so what happened in, in all of that is uh, we immediately, they, they, after they got saved, uh, we had a young couple in our church who started discipling them. We happened to do it on Wednesday, on Wednesday night, and they started discipling them, and probably about the third time with them, Brian looks over at the disciple or the guy and he says, to, he says to him, we, we probably shouldn't be living here, living together, should we? Now, he never said that to him. Uh, the the disciple never said to him, now, Brian, what you're doing is not right. It's not pleasing to Lord. But because Brian was willing to take the milk and being willing to grow and willing to see how his life needed to be backed up with scriptures. He, he, he says, hey, I, we got to make a change here. And I had the privilege of of not long after that being able to marry both of them. All right. What a blessing. Uh, but, but you know what, you know, how many, how many though make professions of faith and then they get lost and then where did they go? And you know, you got to go after them. I'm just saying a healthy church has all, all different stages, all different ages, all different places they've been, and we should be, uh, we should be, be aware of that. And who are those people that we're trying to reach and help and see grow? So uh, the, the meat here is, are those who are mature in the Lord and uh, uh, the healthy church is going to have, have all of that. All right, so number one, milk and meat refer to the spiritual condition of the believer. Number two, milk and meat refer to the experiences of the believer. Now, let me just say this. When I talk about experience, I'm talking about something woo weird. No, I, I'm talking about how we respond to every experience in our lives. Now, here's the truth. We either respond spiritually or carnally. Sure. Uh, I mean, we could, we could, let's just make a couple examples. All right, uh, somebody uh, says something to you you don't like. All right, uh, you can either be full of grace, filled with the Holy Spirit, and respond in a, kind, in a way that is pleasing the Lord, or you could just say, well, I'm going to let them have it. All right, now, now again, again uh, that's an experience. That's something all of us go through. Uh, uh, to, to think about, you know, in every experience that we face, every uh, trial, you know, a trial, we go through a hard time. Uh, there's something that's difficult coming at us. You know, we can be Christ like and get God's grace, and uh, we can be victorious in that trial and have joy in that trial, or we could say, oh, woe is me, my life is so miserable, and, and I'm just, you know, and feel sorry for ourselves and all the other things that go with it. Uh, and not be pleasing to the Lord. So, what I'm talking about here is the, the experiences that all of us face. All of us face. We will either face it uh, in a spiritual, uh, God honoring, Christ honoring, Christ character, Holy Spirit filled way, or we're going to do it our own way and we're going to be carnal. Amen. All right? So, the, the, the milk and meat. It it has to, you have to look at the experiences that you you have. For example, the milk, uh, I'll just call them milk eaters. I would say drinkers, but we'll keep it at milk eaters. Uh, Milk eaters are inexperienced. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. Milk eaters are inexperienced. Inexperienced. Verse 13. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word. Now, the Greek word there simply means to be inexperienced. All right. Uh, that doesn't mean it's their fault. It just means that they haven't gone through those experiences yet. They haven't been faced with those situations. You, know, you, you got to give a new believer time to grow. And sometimes you have to go over it again and again and again. And that's OK. All right? Uh but you you got to keep teaching. You got to keep helping them. You got to come alongside of them. Hey, I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm help. I want to take you soul with me and teach you how to do this. I want to help you with your family. I want to help you uh, with your children. I want to be be a blessing if I can help you in any way. So uh, we 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 can have that responsibility and really accountability to each other here when we see somebody who, who needs that help. And so uh, I, I see that milk eaters are ones who are inexperienced. And uh, the meat-eater thou, the meat-eater uh, is the one who's taken those experiences and now they, they are exercising those experiences. Look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. This is a great verse. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age. Watch this. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Here's what they're doing they're taking the experiences they're going through and they're turning it into a spiritual exercise. They recognize, okay, you recognize that person just said that thing to you and immediately, instead of responding right away, immediately you are in your mind, you're thinking, this is a spiritual warfare. You realize it. Wow, it's like, it's wonderful, isn't it? To have, uh, to be in a situation. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but many times it should. And that is, it's like the Lord turns that light on and he says, hey, this is where you really are. This is what you're really faced with. Whereas the world or maybe in our in a carnal attitude, we might be looking at it like, why are they doing that that to me? And why am I in this situation and all of that? No, God helps us by using those experiences in a spiritual way, helps us to see what we're really going through. That is that is using those exercising those experiences uh, uh, spiritually. Let me give you an example. Right. So for me to see for me to see spiritual growth in my life, what what do I need? What do I need? to grow from being a milk eater to being a, a meat eater, what do I need to exercise? Okay, here's the first, here's first thing. First thing I have to exercise is um, knowledge, right? Now, knowledge is going to come from the Word of God. I don't need knowledge from the world. I don't need knowledge from whatever somebody else is saying. I need knowledge from God's Word. That's, that's it, okay. So start with just basic knowledge. Open the Bible. This is what God says. Uh, We've been using the example of someone saying something against you or at you or whatever. Okay, start with that and uh, how the Bible tells us how we're to respond when somebody says something we don't like. All right, so here's the knowledge the knowledge is this is how I handle that situation. Now, watch this. Next is the faith to believe. That what God says I do in that situation is glorifying to him and for my, my benefit. All right. So I have to say, not only does God say this, but here, number two, I believe it. Amen. Hey, you can, you can read. <laughs> you may know some people like this. Man, they're full of Bible knowledge, but there's not a whole lot of practicality after that. All right. So you can, you can know your Bible frontwards and backwards, and you should. But yet, if you're not turning it to experiential faith... All right. So I know this is what the Bible says. And now I'm going to believe it. Now here, watch this. Then you need the grace to receive it. You need the grace to endure. it. You need the grace or the strength to go through with it. All right. So remember, remember, we don't we don't live in our own strength. We don't operate in our human human ability. No, no, we have to operate in the grace of God. It's his grace. Remember, Paul said, Please, Lord, remove this from me. And the Lord said, My grace is sufficient. That's not just true for every trial. That's true for everything. That's true for everything. Every spiritual exercise in your life has to be full of grace. And so we've got knowledge, and then we act by faith, and we get God's grace. And here's what happens then we're obedient. There's the obedience. And you can track that back into knowledge and you can say, wow, this is what the Lord said I should do. This is what I did. He gave me the the strength to do it. And guess what that's going to cause you to do? It's going to cause you to spiritually grow. You, You know, if you think for a minute that I got a list of things here I have to do and act like and carry through. Hey, you're missing the whole boat. You got to go back to this is God's word. We, we accept it by faith. We act upon it by faith. Uh, we get the grace, the strength to go through with the Lord, what the Lord tells us to do. And then there's the obedience of it. And then there is spiritual growth, Amen. spiritual growth. You know, don't 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 try to just rack up a bunch of things in your life where, you know, I go to church every week and I do all these different things. And, you know, you got to listen, you better you got to go all the way back, track it back. You've got the knowledge, you got the faith, you got the grace, uh, you've got the obedience. And then you will see in your life spiritual growth, spiritual growth. All right. So the, the meat eaters are the ones that have taken the experience that they're going through and they're spiritually exercising, exercising what God is trying to do in their life, through their life. Okay, So, uh, number two, again, uh, was milk and meat refer to the experiences of the believer. Uh, when we go through an experience, uh, are we are we acting in a carnal way or are we acting in a spiritual way? If you want to act in a spiritual way, you go back to knowledge, that faith, that grace and uh, the obedience and that spiritual growth. All right, here's the third one, number three, and the last one. Milk and meat refer to the spiritual discernment of the believer, spiritual discernment. Look at verse 13 again. We'll go back to the milk eaters, verse 13. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. What does that word unskillful there mean? The word unskillful, uh, one who is... Uh, uh, un, um, uh, un, uh, un, uh, not used to or not not having experienced it uh, as he would in the past. One that is not uh, having a, uh, uh, the need uh, the the sense of the need uh, to grow in that. All right. Um, how many of you ever, for example, you ever thought in your uh, some, where you saw something that happened in your life. And then, like I mentioned to you about the guy that I was uh, soul winning with uh, to the other day, and uh, uh, he came at me. All right. What, what was my problem? Here's what I'm trying to get to. What am I what am I what is my problem in that situation? My problem is I'm not being spiritually discerning. Now, I should know better, but I'm not really being spiritually discerning. Um, I'm not I'm not taking hold of the things that I've been taught in the past. I'm not remembering them. I'm not being uh, assured and growing in those things. All right? So we should all be able to, uh, as, a, as, a, as a Christian, especially having gone through those experiences and exercised those things, spiritual life, we should be able to look back and say, okay, I learned my lesson and now it's not going to happen again. Right. Okay, let me give you a quick example. All right, So when I was in fifth grade, um, I had a real cool remote car, All right, remote control car. I thought about it today when I was watching the boys play with their remote-controlled dinosaurs. All right? We've come a long way. And uh, so here I am, fifth grade. I've got the remote control car. I take it to school. I show it to my friend. And uh, he says, that's nothing. Look what I got. And he pulled out this. Again, uh, this is in fifth grade. I'm thinking different today. He pulled out this Chintzy harmonica. And he said, watch this. And he just started, you know, playing all over the place. He wasn't any good, but, you know, thought, wow, that's cool. Next thing I know, I traded my nice remote controlled car for his chintzy harmonica. And then I got home. And uh, I, of course, you know, fifth grade, got the lunchbox, put my harmonica in the lunchbox. put with, I forgot all about it. My mom opens the lunchbox. Uh, Jeff, where'd you get that harmonica? Oh well, mom, you know that uh, that remote control car I got for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Benny, you know he uh, had this real neat harmonica, and he said he'd trade me even. And she just shook her head, and she put the harmonica back in my lunchbox, and she says, "Get your car back. <laughs> you better believe it." I told Benny the next day. I said, "Listen, I either got to get that thing back, or I'm going to get a big walloping." And uh, thankfully, his mother thought the same. You know, you're not going to take advantage of that boy. Thank you, whoever the mother was. But, um, you know, so, so you know, what I'm saying I, I learned, I learned, I learned that. Um, I learned that, okay, that, that is a, 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 a growth step. That's where, okay, I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Now, again, here we are years later, now as adults, uh, isn't it true? The same principle applies. You know, you're know, like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to get, uh, we, uh, some years ago, you ever had this happen? You ever had somebody come by in a meat truck? Anybody ever do that around here? All right, these, these guys are selling meat out of the back of their truck. Have you ever done that? And uh, so they caught us in a vulnerable moment. Oh, I should change that. They got my wife in a vulnerable moment. And uh, uh, sure enough, I don't know, seven dollars $800 or whatever it was. What made me think of this is last week we bought a half bought a, half a cow, a side of beef. And uh, I think I paid less for it. Uh, you know, it just grass fed, just butchered it, two weeks old, you know. I think I paid less for it just last week, two weeks ago, than I did 15 years ago, (laughs) 20 years ago, when they were selling it out of their truck. Anyway, all right, so when you you go through something like that, what do you say? You say, I learned my lesson. I'm going to grow from that. I'm not going to allow that to to you know, overwhelm me. I'm not going to get emotional about it. I'm not going to uh, be led astray by what somebody says or the advertisement or no matter how shiny it looks, I'm not going to fall prey to that. All right? So when we talk about milk and meat, referring to the spiritual discernment believer, then the milk eater has less spiritual discernment. In other words, they need to grow in that. They need to, there needs to be growth. Now we're always needing to grow and we always need more spiritual discernment. We don't stop like, well, I'm here now. We're good. No, we keep growing. We keep gain, gaining that spiritual discernment God wants us to have. Um, but meat eaters here, meat eaters. Verse 14, it says, Strong meat belongeth to them which are still are, are, uh, full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so here he's saying the meat eaters, the ones who have ex- exercised spiritually, they're growing in the Lord, they're taking advantage of every experience they go through to make sure that it's a Christ-like response, it's pleasing the Lord. They're, boy, just see the spiritual fruit in their life. And this meat eater is one who has spiritual discernment. Boy, they, they see things before they ever come on the horizon. They, they, let me give you an example. They, they discern short and long-term decisions Uh, The consequences of them, you know, even before even before we see what happens so many times the Lord can show you what could happen if we're looking for. it. All right. I I wrote down a couple Um, uh, uh, this meat eater who has spiritual discernment. They're not easily offended. Boy, they can detect doctrinal error. Um, They deal with the smaller problem before it becomes a big problem. Um, They're uh, quick to see their own faults. Uh, the word of God quickly comes to their mind. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I know there are sometimes we have a delayed, a delayed thought with the word of God. But I believe that the more mature, the, the stronger you're exercising uh, spiritually in your life. I think that, that when we need it, I mean, the word of God is there. It's there. Boy, you know, should I do this? Should I do it? Shouldn't I? Here's the word of God. I mean, the Holy Spirit has a way of taking the word of God and putting it where you need it, when you need it. All right. So we should strive to be those kind of meat eaters. Let me just close with a couple thoughts. Again, a healthy church has a wider range of, of growth stages. We should desire to see those people that are just saved. I mean, I'm telling you what, I think back to that couple I was telling you about a little bit ago. And just when they first came in, boy, they were just, woo, you know, crazy. And... Uh, you know, you all have any purple hair around here? Anyway, all right, so you know what I'm talking about? And, and, and now, just to see, you could talk to my wife, uh, her, uh, you know, just some wonderful things. transformation, transformation, and just allowing themselves to be taught and to be nurtured. But you know, what does that take? What does it take to help people like that, friends? Listen, what does it take? It takes somebody else who's gone a little bit further down the road. Amen. Okay, uh, you could be a milk eater, And still help someone who's not drunk as much milk as you have. You can still bring somebody else along. I'm afraid, and I hope this isn't in your church, but I'm afraid that sometimes people get this clergy laity thing in their head like, you know what, oh, all these guys up here, they do all the spiritual stuff, and down here we just do whatever they say. Well, we should do whatever they say, but I'm simply saying that they're not involved. Now, I hope you're involved. You're involved with knowing who needs, uh, needs that encouragement, that discipleship. Come alongside of someone and say, hey, can I be a blessing? Can I be a help? Help them uh, be nurtured in the things of the Lord. And a couple more things I'll be done. Uh, those who uh, are meat eaters, those who are meat eaters see the need of helping the milk eaters. In other words, um, we, 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 don't ever, we never arrive. Amen. We never say, okay, uh, I've learned all that there is, and uh, you know, I, I don't need to uh, you know, go any further, grow any further. This is it. No, I believe that one of the greatest responsibilities of a meat eater, in other words, if you consider yourself to be a mature Christian, is to have the wherewithal to see the spiritual needs of others and assist them. That's, that's, that's really caring about brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, you want to win souls. You want to lead people to Jesus Christ. But you also want to help them learn how to do that as well. Amen. You, you want to, you know, you, you love families. I mean, I, I think I have one. Uh, Pastor Ray mentioned it, you know, where I've got a wonderful wife and some kids that have, are serving the Lord. and They're being faithful. I praise the Lord for that. But I'll tell you what, you know what I'm living for? In my prayer life and in everything I can do where I am in Maryland... I am praying and working towards and being passionate about my grandkids serving God. Hey, Mike, I've I've told my children uh, many times, uh, Mom and I, Kay and I really won't see what kind of parents we are uh, until we find out what kind of parents you are and we see how your kids turned out. Again, they're going to do things differently than we do and, uh, and, and in some areas and praise the Lord for that. We don't want them to be cookie cutters and just like we, but we want them to take the principles of God's word and we want them to be the parents God wants them to be. But but again, you know, we, we've all traveled a ways, every one of us we've traveled a ways, and all we have to do is look back at the person who hasn't learned that, who hasn't grown in that, who needs that encouragement, and then and then see if we can assist, see if we can help. Don't become an island to yourself. All right? You we are a body. We are a body. And, and that connection, that spiritual body that we are in Christ, you're, you're, you're hooked to that pinky. Even though you may be a toe or uh, an ear or whatever it may be, you're connected. When they are in this place, they belong to you, then you have an accountability to them, a responsibility to them. And so every church member's responsibility to help other members grow in Christ The true meat eater understands that they still need to grow. There's still things that God is teaching them and things that they need to be spiritually exercised in, they haven't touched yet. And that's a good thing. You know that, I'm I'm excited that he that, uh, Philippians 1, 6, he that uh, began a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. I am thankful that the Lord, he has given to me an understanding, he gives to you an understanding that I can't wait, if he gives me tomorrow, I can't wait to see what he's going to show me. I can't wait to see what God is going to teach me about himself through his word and through the lives of other people that help me to grow and to be what God wants me to be. Because bottom line is, it's all about becoming what God wants us to be. And we've just got to remove the personalities and the emotions and all those things that would keep us from, being, from God using us as a vessel he wants us to be. God wants to use you. He wants to use you in a great way. But you got to be teachable. You have to realize, you know, there's got to be some milk I've have to, I have to drink. And I can't be like a baby and say, well, I'm just going to drink milk for the rest of my life. No, you need to move on. You need to grow. You need to help those other folks. So you help them spiritually mature. We've all got a job to do. No matter how long you've been saved, where you are in your Christian life, you've got a job to do. And God wants you to use you to touch someone else. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the milk and the meat of the word of God. Thank you for the principles tonight that we've looked at. I pray, Lord, that wherever we are in our Christian life, uh, Lord, that we would be dedicated to being sure of the milk. That we truly have gotten the foundational truths experienced. We can see them played out in our lives. We can see how they have, have helped us to graduate, not in a condescending way, but in a rejoicing way, because we know that it makes us more equipped to help others also. Please, Lord, use each and every one here tonight. May we leave the house of God this evening encouraged that you want to use us. You want to bless us And you want to, Lord, help us, enable us to reach others for your glory. Now bless this time, we pray in Jesus' name.